You're listening to Chicago's Gospel Podcast, a show that explores how the unchanging gospel of Jesus Christ shapes your life in an ever-changing city. In each episode, we'll take you on a tour of the city to discover how the gospel speaks into both the unique opportunities and challenges Christians face in an urban context. This is a show from Chicago and for Chicago. So let's get to work. Welcome back to Chicago's Gospel Podcast for another uh, great conversation with Mark and Hannah Donald here in Chicago for a few weeks, all the way over from the United Arab Emirates. In this episode, we wanted to talk to them about uh, essentially the uh, topic of marriage. Uh, How does marriage in the gospel actually contribute to our sanctification and Mm -hmm. our our gospel uh, fruitfulness? Mm. Uh, The the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy in his first letter to Timothy says that an overseer must manage an overseer, a pastor, an elder. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. Uh, the Apostle Paul seems to think that your first ministry as a pastor is your is your home. And if you're Amen. not managing that well, uh, if things aren't flourishing on that front, then who are you to suspect that you uh, you're going to have a flourishing marriage with a bigger family. Mm. Um, so ma- marriage and family is not something supplemental or optional uh, for, for a pastor. It's, it's something that he can sprinkle on top, but it's something that's actually crucial to his own his own ministry, assuming, mm. of course, that he is married. So, Mark, Hannah, how has your marriage contributed to gospel fruitfulness in Dubai? Yeah, um, it's a great question. And I think the first place to start is to just think about marriage, generally speaking. Mm. And um, Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 5 that uh, the relationship that a husband and wife have with one another is one that mirrors and kind of puts on display the gospel. It's like a a performance in some sense Mm. of the gospel. Um, so husband's love for his wife, uh, laying down his life for his wife is a picture of Christ's love for his bride, the church, and how he gave himself mm. up for her, um, gave himself to, he, he lived a perfect life for her, and then he died uh, the death that she deserves for her sin, mm. and he rose again, and, and now he's making her beautiful. Uh, like a bride adorned uh, for her husband. And so I think the gospel, just uh, every marriage to some degree or another has some gospel shape to it. Mm. Even mm. non-Christian marriages have that, yeah. but a particularly a, a Christian marriage that's seeking to live faithfully to uh, to to what Christ has called us to do. Yeah. Um, so I think that is like our lives hopefully together as a couple kind of put the gospel on display yeah. um, for others. I love that word display because we're not Catholic, so we don't believe that marriage is a sacrament. But when you think about how baptism displays the gospel mm-hmm. and the Lord's Supper displays the gospel and how a healthy Christian marriage displays the gospel, mm-hmm. you could at least have a bit of sympathy about like, oh, okay, I could see. We disagree with them, but we sure. see how you <laughs> might uh, be led to a conclusion like that. So yeah. mm-hmm. what you're saying is these things never uh, combat each other. Right, uh, right. But, but in Christ, this actually displays the very thing that you're trying to promote. But Christ is the perfect husband. And my guess is, Hannah, Mark is not the perfect husband. <laughs> <laughs> he is not. Um, but Close. he's a really great one. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. 
Um, We'd be concerned if he wasn't trending toward pushing towards really good (laughs) slash great. And and now the audience can't see Mark is just beaming now because his (laughs) wife just dropped him a love bomb. (laughs) Way to go, sister. Um, Can I just say that this couple beautifully displays the gospel if you you Mm. don't know them. Um, I, I think just being around you guys, you clearly love each other. Mm. You love God. Mm. <laughs> and That's it seems apparent, like the yeah. closer you two get to God, the uh, the, the inevitable reality that you're going to be closer mm. to each other. Mm. That's sweet. Praise the Lord because that's yeah. all of his grace. And yeah. I think honestly what with what you were saying, Will, like I'm not anywhere near a perfect husband and that gives us another opportunity to yeah. show the gospel. And I want to let you know that part of our par- partnership that sounds so pristine. It is is that we actually do pray for your marriage. Mm. It's yeah. not just praying for the hard things or this yeah. name and that internship. Sometimes the marriage is the hard thing. <laughs> yeah, no, indeed, what? indeed. Not usually for us, but no. um, but yeah, praise God for that. But Aunt Hannah, what would you add to that question? How, how does your marriage contribute to yeah, gospel you fruitfulness? Know, I think um, just in ministry. I, well, first of all, God is using just our marriage to reveal our own sin, mm. you know, <laughs> in our, like when, when I see my own selfishness or my own stubbornness or my own pride and hard heartedness, right. um, it's oftentimes God uses marriage as a tool or our interactions to reveal that to me, um, right. by a spirit. So I feel like he's just using it to make us more holy because it gives us an opportunity to repent first and foremost to the Lord, but then to one another. Mm. And Mark is honestly really great at just leading us in that and taking the initiative to reconcile Mm. and remember, remind me of the gospel. And when he, like, it's so hard to stay hard hearted when someone is softening um, and hmm. and bringing you to the Lord, yeah. and they humble themselves. It's just like really attractive, and it's um, it's just yeah, it melts your heart. And you that's know? not just a necessarily a missions thing, is it? No, sister? that's, that's a, just some. That's just a yeah. Christian Amen. thing. That's good. <laughs> you, you don't have to be a missionary to do right. this. You yeah, know? no. Do, I, tr- do try this at home. Yeah, I think like you know? being quick to confess our sins to one another yeah. and remember God's grace. It, actually, we we've started. We used to kind of <laughs> pridefully scoff at couples that were like, we have a weekly date night. Um, and we were like, we don't, we don't need that. We connect all the time. And then we, then we had a kid. Right, right. And yeah. we were like, ooh, yeah, that date night's sounding pretty good right yeah. now. Yeah. So we've been blessed to live with other members of our church, and they've been able to babysit Charlotte. Mm. And one of the things we do on our date nights is we— I think we learned this from other people. Shout but out to Shine, who looks after Charlotte yeah, regularly. Yeah, our housemate. Um, she's awesome. Um, and but yeah, we we just start with something to confess to one another mm-hmm. from the week. Um, it could be way we've sinned against one another, or just another wow. really sin romantic date night temptation <laughs> in our heart. Let but, me confess sin yeah. to you, baby. And I'm guilty. That's also because we want to wow. we want to grow in confessing our sins. That's good. Um, so yeah, we wanted to be specific, so it's not just like, oh yes, I sinned this I'm week. I'm a sinner. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I sinned in this way Many, and giving yeah. a particular example. Many yeah. are my sins. Wow. Yeah. And then we share in something, uh, then we, we do something to confess, something to address. If there's some unresolved. Ooh, sounds like a preacher in a preacher's life. <laughs> if there's some unresolved. We learned this from another friend, actually. Yeah, we did. If there's some unresolved conflict or something, you know, that we, or something that we want to bring up in a moment where we're both kind of cool and collected and mm. we can listen and we're, we have like it's listening planned, ears. So it's not yeah. like in the heat of the moment, we address it 
which yeah. is usually oftentimes is a hard time to receive something, you know, yeah. or give some, yeah. ad address someone about something. And you're both on the same page about this. Like, yeah. this is what we're going to do. And we take turns. So we each do it. And then we do an encouragement for one another. Something we're encouraged by the other person from that week. You need another word that ends in like S. I know. Confess, address. Gosh, um, there's got to be like a something there. But That's homework I digress. for somebody out there. <laughs> so here's a question that I want to get us towards like, how marriage and mission sort of, mm -hmm. if we consider that. So you guys got married you're pretty much in the middle of seminary, is mm -hmm. that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's not a, you know, the usual, okay, that's a pretty intense period of life, a lot of studying, mm -hmm. working jobs. Mm -hmm. So you get done with seminary and then you you go to, to, you start fundraising and support raising to become missionaries and you're still fairly young in marriage. Mm -hmm. So that's not typical. Maybe you wouldn't recommend it, but maybe apparently it seems to work well for you. So there, there's going to come a point in time when life on a mission field or preparing for it or recovering from it is going to put stressors mm -hmm. on a, especially on a younger marriage mm -hmm. or, or a couple who's young in a missions endeavor. Mm -hmm. yeah. Talk to us about that. Like, like what, I know there's like gen, there's general global kind of things, but when you're overseas and you're expats, taking the gospel, mm -hmm. I think you have some larger targets, Yeah, not just as an elder, yeah. but the marriage. And often yeah. it's the marriages, whether it's overseas or home, Yeah, mm -hmm. um, are the things. I mean, that's where it all sin started, right, was yeah. in a marriage. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't know if you yeah. riff off of that. I think um, one thing that's been really helpful is to have something like that date night thing is just one example of it, but sort of regular... Uh, moments throughout our marriage where we are uh, honest and open, transparent, but kind of evaluating and kind of examining how are we doing? How is our marriage? And we talk about different aspects of our marriage. How are we doing in our spiritual disciplines? How am I doing in kind of leading our family to love and follow Jesus more? Um, mm. Or how are we doing in kind of... Uh, pursuing one another romantically or how are we doing in uh, extending hospitality or how are we doing individually or even together as a couple in ministering to members in our church how are we doing with our own bandwidth like emotionally yeah, and yeah. mentally i think when there have been seasons when we go through something difficult like a trial or ministry is really hard we've noticed that it can put strain on our marriage and we have to kind of be open with one another about what we're able to do. Yeah. And sometimes that means scaling back in other areas. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's one thing I've learned as a wife is like just to be a, a help to him as he's going through difficult ministry situations mm -hmm. and to, to ask him like, okay, like what can we do as a family to scale back in other areas or yeah. what, how can I guard rest time for him and for us together? Or how can I, you know, um, it's my temptation to like add more on my plate and want to be super hospitable. But sometimes that can make me more like Martha, who's like busily, busily working and not focusing on the most important thing. Um, so, and I think in ministry, especially overseas, hospitality is a huge thing. So yeah. we have, we want to be um, together in that. And, and I want to be sensitive to the times maybe we need to guard time just as a family or times mm -hmm. where we really should push ourselves and open up our home. Well, that's that's great. Good. And I think we're kind of like, as we have those touch points, if we try and do them, not you know, not 
there's not a rigid routine for it, but you know, there's the one that we have on date nights, but there's also like, how are we doing as, as a couple, a couple in ministry? Mm-hmm. We have those quite regularly and that helps us make course corrections, which, yeah. you know, different seasons, you, you know, sometimes when it feels like the bat- battery uh, of your soul is low, <laughs> you have to go on low power mode and you kind of like, mm. you like cut back and then mm. you like allow yourself to recharge. And that means spending time with the Lord, spending time resting, spending time together as a family to allow myself to kind of recharge. Or if Hannah's feeling uh, particularly busy and swamped with uh, her responsibilities as a, as a school teacher, you know, there's seasons, right? There's like, okay, it's like the end of the semester and everybody's exams and there's grading to be done and stuff. And so we're just kind of trying to communicate and kind of share how we're doing and assessing that and even seeing some of those before they happen. I um, think I can't imagine our marriage thriving like it has by God's grace without the other people around us too, mm-hmm. honestly. Like I don't, yeah, like I, we, our friendship is really sweet and it's been a, a sweet, solid, consistent aspect of our marriage. It's just like we enjoy one another's friendship a lot and that fills us up a lot um, mm-hmm. relationally. But mm-hmm. we also need like I need women in my life who I can tell them if we're struggling and they wow. ask me like hard, sometimes intrusive questions about our marriage. Wow. And we have to agree together that it's, you know, with wisdom, we're going to share openly, um, you know, um, and about if there are hard things that there are people keeping us accountable mm-hmm. um, to who are also cheering us on in loving one another selflessly, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for the sake of the gospel. So yeah. I think those are people in our church. Um, there's one friend in particular, another pastor's wife that um, I've, you know, we're, we're really good friends, but we've also committed to one another that we're going to ask hard questions of one mm-hmm. another's marriages. Because I think, you know, it's easy when you're ashamed of sin to keep it in the dark mm-hmm. and not want to share it with others. Right. And I think there's... Yes. There's freedom and repentance starts with like bringing mm. it into the light. Is that on a sort of rhythm? Or Mark alluded to, <clears throat> at least in your family, it's not a rigid rhythm, but the accountability with the sister, how frequent is that? It's is it just- gone through different seasons. So just like any discipling relationship, I think it can take different forms. And it at times it might be more informal. At times it's more formal with her. Um she's my next door neighbor. And we've just set aside a time every other Friday afternoon to get together. We see each other a lot at other times, but this time is dedicated to like, I'm going to share my heart with you and I'm going to ask you hard questions and I'm going to volunteer those things and also be willing to be asked. Um, And I, I meet regularly with her husband. So we, uh, you know, and he and I kind of, always are always kind of like checking in on how we're doing in marriage, how we're doing in ministry, how we're doing Mm. in parenting, how we're doing in different things. And um, so it's, I'm thankful, you know, as a pastor, it can be hard for members in the church to kind of ask you about how you're doing and and feel like (laughs) that's like... Some of them do. They're really sweet, faithful. We've encouraged them. We uh, we actually, as we are meeting with someone to disciple them, if they've asked us to meet with them or maybe we've initiated, we say like, hey... Uh, I, I, I'll say, you know, hey, I, I'm a sheep first, you know, and a shepherd. Uh, but I won't be a shepherd forever necessarily, but I, Lord willing, until the day Christ returns and beyond, I'll be a sheep, you know, uh, following the good shepherd. So I need other people to <laughs> to pour into me as, as, as much as I long to pour into others and care for their souls. Um, like, 
I'm a sinner saved by grace too. And so that's been really sweet. I can think of, you know, so some of the elders do that for me, like Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael's the husband of, of uh, the woman that Hannah's alluding to. And uh, there are others in the church that ask us questions like Bryce and Thelma. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Thelma yeah. lived with us like as a fresh-faced graduate just getting her first job. And then we've like seen her grow and like get married. This she wonderful guy called Bryce. She got to see our marriage close. Yeah. That's the other thing about having housemates and from different cultures is like, We've sort of been willing to be like, okay, here's oh, our yeah. life as a family, all <laughs> wow. warts and all, humbling, like yeah. come into our, live with us That's in awesome. our home, you like, know. Thelma is not under the illusion that we are like <laughs> really holy or something. She's, see, she's seen us in the kitchen she, when we're she's like at our snap worst. At each other. Jesus too. Yeah. She knows we need Jesus. And yeah. she's really wonderful to like, this is so sweet, you know, members in your church ministering to you, yeah. you know, and she's, uh, she's bold with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's encouraging to you because you've given them a hunting license in yeah. a sense for you and <laughs> and they have come to you. They've taken you up on that yeah. and they do it with grace. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I want to I ask you uh, each one question as we close just for the sake of time. Uh, the misconception that people might be tempted to believe is that uh, if a spouse if a wife or a husband are not in full-time ministry, that they're therefore not on mission, which is mm, false. Yes. We're all on mission uh, in the Great Commission, whether or not you're a pastor, a missionary, mm-hmm. a deaconess, Amen. a deacon, we're all, uh, every marriage is on mission. Members yeah. of the church should right. be thinking about how to make disciples. Right. So, Mark, I want you to give us a word about how do you lead in a marriage to be on mm. mission or participate in a marriage that's on mission? Uh, and then Hannah, just uh, an open question to you for, uh, by the grace of God, you guys have already alluded to it. You've, you've had a blessed marriage. What's, a, what's an extra word of advice to those who are married or those seeking uh, to be married about cultivating a healthy marriage? So Mark, we'll start mm. with you. Marriage on mission. Yeah, I think, um, I guess one, there, you, can, you can fall into pitfalls on many, many sides, but mm. For people that are young and thinking, you know, the idea of being on mission, sort of like, I want to just pour out my life for the sake of the Mm. gospel. I want to give myself to Christ wholeheartedly. I want to sacrifice for the sake of the gospel. And I think that's all of that. Absolutely. Yes. Amen. Mm. But one thing that's really important to remember for those of us that love the Lord Jesus and want to make much of Christ and want to see people who don't know him, come to know him and people to grow in him is to remember like, I'm not Jesus and Mm -hmm. I'm not people's Messiah. I'm not their savior. And I think, um, one thing that, uh, that's so in terms of like our marriage on mission is like, we, uh, Hannah and I, our tendency is to kind of race ahead and, Mm -hmm. and run really hard at times. And then we feel like we're going to fall down. And, uh, and, and so, uh, as much as I don't want to kill the zeal for like loving others and caring for them, we are regularly kind of checking in to see, um, are we finding a pace to finish this race? That's a line Hmm. that Piper told his staff, I think, I believe. And, uh, and that's like, uh, find a pace to finish the race. You know, a lot of people in missions burn out and they come home 
And it's like, if we want to be doing ministry for the next, if God gives us, you know, right. for the next uh, 30 or 40 years, if the Lord tarries and we, ha- you know, are still alive, uh, then then we need to like find a pace right. that we can run at. So and, and, and just like any race, there's moments in the race where it's like hard and you are tired and you need to just kind of slog, you know, you go slow jog. And then there's other bits where you're like, hey, I think I can like, sprint for a while or i can like at least make my stride longer and go harder for a you know for a mm. short spell or That's whatever awesome. and when you're married you got a running buddy so you got to yeah. check That's in with right. them you can't run ahead and leave her behind yeah. or then she gets really mad and she's like i never want to go on a run with you again <laughs> not this that sounds that's fresh. ever happened yeah, yeah, yeah. to us <laughs> that's but awesome. uh, i think being on mission like we you know and so both of those things i'm not the lord jesus I can't save people. So entrusting those things to him, which means that I can at times say no in order to go slower so that I can go for longer. That's good. Um, and, and as you know, I think it's, there's all kinds of motives, like, and there's good motives. Like we, 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 we feel brokenhearted for the lost and we, and we love them. Um, and we, uh, we're, you know, reminded that like, the Lord Jesus gave it all for us. He laid mm. down his life for us. Um, and so I think like just making sure like what what is the motive that's driving this mission right now? Mm. Like, because there's also sinful motives that can be present. You know, it's sort of like uh, maybe out of guilt or obligation, like feeling like, oh, I have to do this. right? And, th- and I think that's driven by kind of fear, fear of disappointing others or fear of uh, recognizing my limitations and things like that. Um, but, but it's, it's a challenge because you can err on the other side and just sort of be lazy and sort of be like, oh, I'm just resting when really you're just neglecting what God's called you to. And so that's really know yourself I hear is, is part of it too. You guys, you know, what what you tend towards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even it's kind of crazy. Like Paul says, like, uh, you know, he examines himself to see that if, if he's in the faith and you're like, that's crazy that he like is asking himself, am I really trusting in Jesus? It's like, <laughs> dude, you like sort of bright light and you got, you got a, a word from heaven, from, from the Lord. <laughs> and you're like still you're right. examining yourself to see that's, that that's you're a in good the faith. word, man. Um, so kind of like that, that has to be a part of what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, um, so great. yeah, it's great. Uh, okay, remind me what I'm <laughs> just, saying just again. <laughs> a, just a, a word on your heart for for married couples, for those aspiring to marriage, about how to display the gospel. How does a marriage flourish in Christ? Yeah, I mean, I think just marriage is not everything. Amen. Like, <laughs> it should You're not, not Jesus, and marriage isn't everything. Yeah, That's like it shouldn't be good your, humble word. Shouldn't be your God. Um, because you'll be sorely disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, I think whether you desire to be married or you are married, just remember that, that Jesus alone is your Lord and that you need him, um, to love your spouse faithfully and you need him to love others. In some ways, marriage is just like a really intense discipling relationship that should be, you know, the way that we love other people around us in the church in general. Um, mm. so I think, I think one thing that I would just encourage maybe wives in particular um, or, or, you know, is just to have like, just have a soft heart towards your husband um, Mm. as he, as a sinner is trying 
to lead you. If you're married mm. to a Christian and um, have try mm. and have a soft heart and yeah. try and be someone that's like e- eager to follow his leadership, yeah. even his meager attempts at, at godly leadership. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah. And I think if you're not worshiping marriage itself and you're, you're fighting against worshiping one another, then um, the Lord gives a lot of grace Amen. to love another sinner and see as you see your own sin too. So good. Uh, but yep. yeah. It's awesome. So encouraging. Well, I can't wait to extract this episode and uh, sell it so that we can make money on your guys' behalf. <laughs> oh, wow. This is, uh, yeah. this is good stuff. Me and Will are book. both taking notes here quietly so as to not interrupt the podcast feed, but uh, we love you guys. So grateful oh, that we were we able to record this yeah. second episode. And especially for our members who who know these faces and these voices, would you commit to praying today as you listen to this episode Amen. for them, Amen. for Charlotte, uh, for Lord willing, if God gives them more children, yes. we can pray in advance for those children, yes. for their ministry, uh, for Covenant Hope Dubai. Mm. Pray and pray earnestly. Uh, f- for this dear couple, because mm-hmm. uh, I think we support each other by our prayers yeah. and they are more effective than we realize. And um, I want to just uh, pipe yeah, in real quick please. because I see a, a, not just a, our partnership, but just thankful for Embassy Church. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just up the road. Um, and they're, the connections that you, the saints of Embassy, if you're listening, have, we don't want to leave you out. And we recognize your investment in Mark and Hannah Mm-hmm. the work in Dubai and beyond. Mm-hmm. And so we're so we're just proud in the best sense mm-hmm. to have like-minded partners yeah. in our own in our ever-changing city. Yeah. yeah. Um like Embassy Church and I know that mm-hmm. the Donalds are thankful for you all, but we just wanted to give a particular shout out to Embassy Church, yes. Pastor Phil, the elders, the deacons there. Uh keep up the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus is worth it. Amen. We're all on the same mission. Amen. Uh, to reach our ever-changing cities, our ever-changing towns with the unchanging gospel. Uh, help us to do that, Lord. We need your help. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we're grateful for listening and your prayers, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining the conversation on Chicago's Gospel Podcast. If you're benefiting from these conversations, consider sharing this podcast episode with a friend or neighbor. We would also love to hear about topics you want to discuss. So reach out to us with your ideas at gospel at ASCCChicago.org. Until next time, remember that Christ's unchanging gospel is transforming your life in an ever-changing city.